0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
1: Listen, they're all around you, close
2: as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Well, hello everybody. It's the first Thursday of the month. This show is being broadcast live, so it's April second. Isn't it the second? (laughs) Maybe not. Let me check. It is April 2nd, 2020. That's a lot of twos. And we will be taking callers in a few, but I'm going to chat for a few minutes because I was guided to share a story with all of you. If you're listening in the archives, hopefully the coronavirus pandemic will be behind us. But right now we're in the midst of it with so many changes all around us, all around the world. No matter where you're listening for, it's very hard not to be affected by this. But I know that in the United States, it's just so strange to have kids home from school to have businesses and restaurants closed and our whole lives kind of put on hold. But beyond that, the the other part, besides just our routines being upset and financial situations being uncertain, is how many people are going to die And I got to thinking, and I've been reading some other people's blogs about the fact that we just don't talk about death very much, do we? Except on this show, we talk about it a lot. And it's the messages of hope show, because what I hope to show everyone is that death is a transition to another reality. And while I certainly hope that the numbers that people are throwing around do not come to pass— this does give us a time to reflect on our fears and why we behave the way we do as humans. And the greatest fear of all is the fear of death. And I know that my husband Ty and I have had an incredible transition, the transformation since daughter, my stepdaughter Susan, passed and we came to know that death is not the end. Certainly being a medium now and talking to people who allegedly died but are right here right now has changed my life forever because I know with total certainty that death is the end of the physical body, but not the end of our lives, and that we still are with our loved ones from across the veil. I do readings almost every day, and just today brought through three loved ones for my client and it was a beautiful family reunion. And every reading I do, they show that they are still part of our lives. They know current events and, and even our thoughts, they're aware of our thoughts. So that's comforting, but it doesn't take away the fear of what about those who are left behind? So this is a just an opportunity this whole time to, to confront our fears, to learn more about the afterlife. And, As I was thinking about that, I was on a bike ride, and you know, the the mind just wanders, just riding around our community here. And I got to thinking about this story where I was asked to see if I could connect with the soul of a woman in a coma. Now, some of you will have heard my coma story, so bear with me because I'm about to tell it again for the bottom line at the end of this story. So this lady from a church in the Midwest sent me an email, and she said, a friend of ours has been in a coma for about three weeks, and we know that you're a medium, so we're wondering if you could tune into her soul and ask a question. We want to know what her wishes are, what her final wishes are, if they're final. Oh, my goodness, I actually pushed myself back from the computer screen. I pushed my chair back as if to say, I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Because it was very clear they wanted me to tell them if this one woman wanted them to pull the plug on her or not. And that's a kind of responsibility that I didn't want to take. But after I got my wits about me again, I got to thinking about mediumship and evidential mediumship in particular, which is what I have learned and studied and what I teach others to get information that the medium couldn't possibly know. So I got to thinking, well, what if I tune into this woman by myself in my meditation room and... Ask her to tell me things about herself, things that I couldn't know, to give me evidence. And what if I pass that along to the woman who sent me the email? And what if she were to validate that more than 80% of the things that I discern from this friend of hers are true? Why, then I could trust whatever she tells me her wishes are. Because that's how I trust the messages when our loved ones say, I'm still here with you. I didn't suffer. Because... Their evidence is so clear. Now, anybody could make up things about someone, and about 20% of the time, you'd be right, 20%. That's why I set this 80% uh, challenge on myself. Got to be 80% accuracy. So I went into my study. I got in a nice expanded state of consciousness, and I realized, I don't know who this woman is, so how do I contact her? It's all done through the heart and with intention. So I got quiet. I tuned into my heart I sent love out to this woman and I said I would like to connect with the friend of so and so who just sent me the email you're in a coma I know your soul is fine will you please come talk with me and I felt a presence step into my awareness very clearly a woman and I could feel her personality that to me is the 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 key to my knowing that someone is here with me. I feel them because they're still a real person. The soul is the vessel for that personality, the energy patterns that make up our story. So I started to write down that I felt she was just a beautiful, lovely person with an a open heart, very generous. She would have always been volunteering. I felt that she was a volunteer for the church. She showed me then Very clear evidence about herself, that she had an advanced degree, that she was a counselor of sorts, as if not a psychologist. She showed me very importantly that her coma came from a clot in her brain and not from trauma to the head. I knew nothing about her at all, including what caused her coma. So I'm thinking, this is good. Her friends will be able to validate this. She showed me that there was red hair in her. The hospital room, somewhere around her, red hair. Let's see what else she showed me. She gave me a name that was significant. I wrote it down. She also showed me that prayer chaplains from the church would stand around her bed every day in a circle, and they would sing to her. So on and on the list went. And when it was finished, I asked her a question about her wishes, but I'm not going to tell you what they were right now. And I didn't tell it either to her friend. When I sent the email, I just said, I did ask her the question, but I need you to validate each one of these things first. And I waited for the email to come back. And when it did, it was amazing. Now, remember, I'm talking to the soul of a woman in a coma. She's unconscious. It turns out, her coma was caused by a clot in the brain and not by trauma. The woman's personality was described perfectly to her friends. They said that's exactly what she's like. She volunteers at the church all the time. She was a psychologist. She had a PhD in psychology. Uh, she had given me the name of the hospital where she was, and that was accurate. The first name she gave me was her mother's name. The red hair around her was the fact that her mother took a picture of her daughter who was in the coma one of her favorite memories of her being at a party wearing a red wig, and she taped that over her bed, her hospital bed. And sure enough, all of the prayer chaplains stood around her bed in a circle every day and were singing to her. How much more validation do you need that this is Real. And what I love is there was no feedback from anybody around me at the time I was connecting with her. So I'm not reading anybody's mind. I could feel her. We were having a conversation. So as I was getting ready to send back what her wishes were, I received. Another email from the chaplain of the church, and he said that uh, he had been a little dubious about the people consulting a medium, but he was really amazed because one of the bits of information that came through was when this woman in the coma said, California, here I come, right back where I started from. And the minister from the church said that he had been praying for guidance on whether or not he should accept a new position at a church back in California, where he had come from. He had been praying to to God, and he said playfully, I even asked our friend in a coma, if you can hear me, maybe you can ask the big guy upstairs what I should do. And he got a direct answer to his question. California, here I come, right back where I started from. The funniest thing of all was when, the woman in the coma showed me a pair of toe socks. You remember those? I don't know how many decades back they go, but these had like funny stripes on them and the toes, each one, the socks fit over each toe. And it turns out that that was like a little dig from our woman in the coma to one of those prayer chaplains who'd been standing around her in the circle. He gave her a pair of toe socks the previous Christmas as a gift and he was the only one that said why are you talking to a medium they're all frauds it was definitely her little dig to say hey i know you, i know you're the one that gave me those toe socks so it was just so affirming well with all of that validation i passed along her wishes to the woman who originally asked, can you find out what she wants us to do? And here's the whole reason I'm sharing this story with you now as we talk about death and as we look at why we're so afraid to talk about it and to face it. This woman, when I said, what are your wishes? The woman in the coma who gave me all that evidence said, they can pull the plug if they want. If it's my time, I'll go. If it's not... I'll stay. When I heard that, I had this kind of whoa moment, which I hope you have, too, upon hearing this. Because, yes, we take heroic measures. Yes, we take precautions not to pass and not to spread a virus. And, yes, we do all we can to save someone's life. But for reasons we may never know until we cross the veil, if it's our time, we'll go. And if it's not, we'll stay. And it just shows us that there will always be mystery in this world. There have been mystery schools for millennia trying to teach the greater truths, but we still don't have all the answers, and that's one of them that we don't have. Why do some people pass young? Why do some people pass at certain times? So many of you listening to my show have had a child pass or a beloved partner or somebody else who's so dear to you, and you ask, why, why? Can we accept for now there is a greater purpose? It was their time. Find peace with that and then ask instead of why, what can we do to bring more love into our lives now that our loved one has returned to the realm where love prevails? By the way, one week later, after talking with her in a coma, she dropped in on me unexpectedly in my meditation I was so surprised. I recognized her right away by the way she felt, just like anybody you meet. You know them once you've met them. And she said, it's beautiful here. Please tell them not to be sad for me. It's Sunday morning. Have them put my prayer chaplain's shawl up on the platform and sing my favorite song. I immediately came out of meditation and passed that message along to her friend and to the minister of her church. He wrote back right away and said, Suzanne... She passed at midnight. And what did she do? She came through a medium to make sure her message that I am just fine, my body may have died, but I'm right here, was delivered to all who hear it. And I just love telling that story again because it's so affirming of what I know and what you know in your heart or you wouldn't be listening to this show So, wow. I'm looking forward to answering questions today. I will tell you right off the bat, even though I turn to my guides for answers, they've already told me, they don't have the answers of how long this will last nor how many will pass. I don't do psychic work with prophecy, and not all answers are known. This life unfolds moment by moment by moment, so we just have to sometimes accept the mystery. With that having been said, I hope we'll get a variety of questions about just about anything that I or my guides can answer about the afterlife, spirituality, our journey here, our purpose here, and I look forward to those. I'll be writing your names on a slip of paper, so one caller, I will pull a name at the end, will uh, get the gift for calling in of one of my three online courses and you'll just have to email me after the show to get that uh, special code. But for now, there are quite a few who have been waiting, and I thank you for your patience. I see Teresa in Boise has been waiting for quite a while. Teresa, I'm going to bring you on the air. And I know Name exactly who Suzanne. you are, Teresa. It's so funny no, that you, you called. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're a medium, right? Well, no, it's because I was thinking about you because yesterday (laughs) I didn't realize that that I didn't finish posting Sanaya's message online and it never went out. And you're usually the one that lets me know when there's something wrong with the messages. And I was like, where's Teresa? She didn't tell me. I'm slacking.
3: You are slacking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I I sent out two today instead. So how are you doing out there in Boise? Doing good. That earthquake was crazy, 6.5 but oh yeah that shook things up in a big
4: way literally it sure did it sure Uh. did all right so I listened to the March 8th special session with Samaya Mm
1: -hmm. and
4: the team answered a question from an attendee where they said and I'm going to read it so I get it right the opposites to what you would understand as pure being consciousness and existence is aggression ignorance and desire and the former are the highest levels of aggression. Desire and ignorance are the expressions that arise in a world of duality. So I was thinking about that, and humans desire things like health, wealth, a greater connection with spirit, a new fence for the backyard. Um, But in the context of the March 8th special session, is the spiritual goal for humans to reach a point of no desire?
2: Oh, this is such a great question. It's very deep. And I think a bunch of people right now are saying, what did she just say? <laughs> I, I, I'm i tuning into Sanaya here. And the goal for humans is to find comfort and peace with the opposites, to have your desires and to recognize that that is part and parcel of being human, but to be able to rise above it and, at least know and taste the state of no desire, but to have no desires whatsoever whilst in a human body would be unnatural, and that is not the goal.
5: Okay, cool. That that makes
2: sense. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I hear you. So you need a new fence, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Keep Sparky in. That's like her fun little dog. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa has yeah. been a a a member of our community, our Sanaya community for a long time. And we had the pleasure of meeting her when she moved to Boise. So it's lovely to connect with you. Thanks for calling. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to get to Daryl next because you were the second earliest person online. How are you doing today?
0: Fine. Thank you. How are you?
2: I'm well. I believe I recognize you. I said, if this is Daryl with a female voice, then you're a woman I did a reading for already.
0: Yes, yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, welcome uh, to the show. Oh, thank you. And I had many questions uh, for Sanaya. I think of that group often, and <clears throat> I uh, had forgotten that I had to call call you, that I couldn't do it. Uh, via computer, or in fact, that's another question. Is there a way I can just ask him a lot of questions where he can respond? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, other than the radio. Um,
2: I believe when you say he, you can call Sanaya he or she or they. Oh, but I
0: know. It's, really, it's ultimately, ultimately Sanaya sounds to me like a man, but I know he's a group of guides. So my that's mistake. That's correct. But, uh, is there a quickie that I can email him You
2: know, via you? Uh, I would actually uh, encourage you to not do that because I receive so many emails that I can't keep up with them. And okay. if people were in- sending me questions for Sanaya all the time, I would not okay. be able to answer okay. well, everyone. Then- right now, I'm, I'm just able to... To do yeah, well, my best, I, but this I, is I why this is why we your- do the radio show, and this is why I uh, have other ways that I answer the questions. Can you just choose one burning yes, question to I ask?
0: You know, like yourself, I believe I'm very left-brain, logical, computer programmer, and all that when I worked. But I I try so hard to understand the soul and its habitat behind beyond the veil, but I'm still confused. You use the term the other re- reality. Where is this other reality? You have beautiful illustrations online, but
5: uh Yeah. It's
0: just so hard for me. Uh, again.
5: Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna...
0: to got an answer. <laughs> okay, Daryl, may I speak? That, I, okay. that all is within, but
2: Okay, I'm going to just uh I need to answer this question, so let me just silence that for a second and keep and get to the answer so here it comes from Sanaya, that the realm, the greater reality that I speak to, there's two. there are two different ways of stating this. There is a higher reality that is part and parcel of this world in which we live right now. In other words, it's inhabited by those who have lived here before, and then we have our guides and the ascended masters. They are connected to part of our sphere of influence in, in in this life. But the only real reality is the essential consciousness from which all arises. So I recently put a video online called your place in the cosmos, explaining your place in the cosmos. And it talks about this great vast matrix, a sea from which all arises. That is the one true reality where there is no, before manifestation, everything exists in pure potential. And from that arise realities upon realities upon realities. So we kind of get buried in the English language, but there's the earthly realm and then the greater part that is connected to our earthly realm and then there is pure reality, which is pure consciousness. Does that uh does that help you?
0: Again, I, I think uh again, I, I've list, I've watched your video uh at least two or three times and I understand what you're trying to say and it's beautiful, but essentially I think we're all energy and I'm not quite sure how the veil comes in. In other words, some people are on the other side and some not like we're not,
2: but, uh, okay. So I'm going to tell you that to me, the veil is the physical body because all of us are that pure consciousness having experiences in awareness. All that we share is we are aware of sensations, thoughts, and feelings. That's the oneness that joins all of us. But this body is the veil that blocks us from being aware of other beings, such as souls and angels and ascended masters and et cetera. Once we no longer have this brain that is a filter of consciousness, then we become aware. Ah, yes, I am all that is in expression in one little form for now. So, uh, what I try to do for Daryl and everyone is one reason why I won't just answer every question that people send in is empower all of you to tune into your own inner guides. That's my greatest wish, that you become your own psychic, you have your own team of guides, and you learn how to tune into them. Hopefully, that my teaching, my classes, my mentoring, all of those things help all of you to get the answers yourself. So thank you for calling in, Daryl. I'm
0: I'm trying so hard to do all of what you said, and I still think that Ted will drop in. Uh, anyway, I'll let you go because I know you have others, and I'll listen again. And thank you so much. But I've never heard you say that we are the the veil, and uh, if you <laughs> have, I've missed it. I haven't. I've gone back a lot, but I have, I've, I'm have i sure I missed it. Okay, bye-bye, Suzanne. Yeah.
2: Bye-bye, I love- bye-bye. I give credit for that one to uh, Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll, who was a guest on this show, and it was reading his book called Not Yet, where he's, he made this stunning statement, the, the, the veil is the flesh, and it was like, wow, that makes total sense. Yeah, it is. All righty. You take care. Bye-bye. All righty. Now, I'm going to go to Jan, and hopefully we can answer your question before the break. Jan, if not, we'll just bring it back on after the break. But you're on the air.
4: Hi, Suzanne. How are you today? I'm
2: wonderful. It's great to connect with you on on the show. Yes,
4: you too. Um, I think, I, as, as Sunai always says, you know the answer to this, uh, meaning me. Um, I was wondering, do our loved ones on the other side – know if one of their family
2: here on earth is going to get the virus? Oh, wow. Isn't that a good question? I just got a thumbs up and my lip twitched big time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, it's, yeah. They know if they're going to get it. And they they say most likely they would know if it's their time to pass. They're showing me that there is a a. Look to the energy field. There's just a knowing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, that certainly makes sense because I do know certain psychics like uh, Suzanne Wilson has a has a way of knowing that somebody's going to pass, and she sees a little light. She helped me when my mother was getting ready to pass. I didn't see it, but I kept saying to her, "Do you see that light? Do you see that light?" And she finally saw it, and sure enough, my mom uh, went quickly downhill thereafter. So. If we have people here who can see that, certainly there are those across the veil who see when we're going to pass, and they would also be able to see there. I'm being shown certain indicators of who would get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do uh, Quickly, do they, yeah. can they help us in some way as far as? What I see the second you say that is help. They're helping right now for all of us to Mm -hmm. find peace and understanding with whatever comes our way and to know that illness and death are as much a part of life as health and birth. So thanks for that Mm. question, Jan. I can't believe it's time for a break already. So I hope you all will come back after this short break and we will be taking more questions.
4: Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio,
3: the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
2: Everybody. I just so love spending time with all of you. I also love that I have a new word. I, I didn't know what to call all of you before and I've been calling people my followers and I hate that. I don't, I don't like the word hate. I didn't like that it didn't resonate with it because I just like to be one with all of you on the same journey and I used that new word in the first half of the show where you're just a part of the community. This community of this work of the the awakened way, and it's just lovely, lovely to share with all of you. I want to tell you that with the help of my wonderful assistant, Bev, we have put a whole bunch of new stuff on YouTube this week that hopefully will be helpful to lots of people in this time of uncertainty. And so... Let me just direct you to YouTube, go to my channel, subscribe to my channel because we'll be putting more stuff up. But the journey of remembrance, I've, it's the most phenomenal experience of remembering who we are. I made that free. It's been on iTunes and Amazon.com for several years now. Beautifully put to music, channeled spontaneously along with the spontaneously channeled music by Richard Schulman, And so that's also on my website under free meditation gifts, journey of remembrance. But the Graphics Bev put with it on YouTube are gorgeous. Makes for a wonderful experience. Also, I did a recently did a free webinar and we put that online as a video called uh, Coronavirus and Beyond. Because in it I shared at least four very practical tools for instantly finding peace and uh, stillness in the midst of any turmoil you might be feeling, and also led a meditation that was spontaneous from my guides that so many people remarked how powerful it was that it's in that webinar online but we also broke it out into a standalone meditation that's also on my youtube channel along with breaking out a little technique for for getting back in balance right away that's a video called the crossbar technique so again subscribe to my channel and you'll just be notified automatically anytime we put some new goodies on YouTube for you. It's all about giving you hope and healing and comfort and practical tools and like I said in the last half hour, empowering you to connect with your own guides and higher self. So back to callers. Jackie, you've been waiting quite a while. You're on the show. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Um so oh I have a gosh. question. I
4: have a family member that's gonna be passing. Sorry. Right.
2: Okay sorry it's okay it's Um, it's challenging time right right so anyway i can't be
5: there so is there anything i can do on my
4: own when i get the call
2: is there anything you can do and jackie let's all this everybody together take a nice deep breath Everybody listening, and just send peaceful energy to Jackie and her family. You take a breath too, Jackie. Thank you. Okay. And your question, was there anything you can do for? For
4: my family member that's passing away, and I won't be able to physically be there. So I kind of want to, in between the time I get the call, before and after, I just want to feel like I'm a part of the process.
2: You are part of the process just by opening your heart and sending them your love. You can talk silently or you can talk aloud from so many souls I've talked to across the veil. They absolutely hear you, especially during transitioning. They're just, they're already in their soul awareness and they hear the prayers. Even as they're transitioning, they can hear people. And I say their prayers, but you don't have to pray A a traditional prayer that's not comfortable for you, just tell them, I'm surrounding you with love. I know your transition will be peaceful. I'm sorry I can't be there, but I'm there in my heart, and I know you can feel me. Just affirm that and just send it as often as you can and feel that connection heart to heart, and that is absolutely a real connection. Without these bodies, we're already connected. That's the beautiful part. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So just picture you're like a sun with rays going out and you can turn that up. I've done experiments. In fact, with Jan, who called in the last half hour with a group of people, she guided them like a conductor, turn up the love, turn down the love. And I was channeling Sanaya at the time. And as the people turned up the love, my eyes are closed. I started stuttering and shaking from the energy, the love energy that was coming at me. From all these people as Jan guided them. And so I know for a fact that when we turn up our heart light and send the love outward, it is felt because it's an actual energy. All right. And then Jackie, one other so thing much. that comes is given to me right now to share with you is just to be so aware of your own thoughts, because you can sit here now and work yourself into a real tizzy and say, this is so awful. I can't be there. This is the worst thing. And be so frustrated. That's human thinking. So learn to just say one of the tools in my webinar, just take a deep breath and say, I would prefer to be with them, but this is out of my control. So I'm going to do the best I can. The Huge difference in saying I would prefer. And then say, isn't this interesting? That's the neutral viewpoint rather than just dragging yourself down by saying this is so awful. That's a human judgment, but there's always another way to look at it. And there's always the neutral choice, which is the most peaceful and allows you to then send a healing energy instead of one that might be frazzled. Okay? Okay.
5: Right, oh Suzanne, that
2: made my day. Thank you. You're welcome. And just know that all will be well, and you're now empowered to to be a part of that. Okay.
4: Thank you. Bye bye. All righty.
2: Take care. Bye bye. All right, and we have another caller here. It looks like AJ. I hope I'm saying that right, but you're on the air. A J A Y. I I may yeah, be saying it wrong. How are you doing? Hi, how do you pronounce your name? Ajay. Ajay. Okay. Well, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Suzanne. I've been following you for quite a few weeks and um, had a question that's more, you know, pertaining to my culture from India, Mm -hmm. reincarnation, right? Where the soul comes back to life to fulfill the desires or, you know, have ambitions to achieve and things like that. How do you see reincarnation? And another reason why I'm asking this is because recently last week, I had an incident where in a dream, I felt that my spiritual guides connected with me, mm-hmm. spoke to me, helped me understand to look at the big picture of life and not get caught up with little things and not to get lost in my Good thoughts. Advice. And, and I wanted to know why did they reach out to me and um, wanted to get more towards its side.
2: Okay, so two two issues there. Number one, your our guides are always trying to speak to all of us, and for some reason there was a parting in your veil just enough that they were able to get that important message through. So it seems very clear from the message that you may have just needed that little reminder that there are more important things like finding the peace that comes from within. As far as meditation, uh, sorry, reincarnation, certainly at the human level, the evidence is incontrovertible from professors such as at the University of Virginia who have looked into so many children who have recollections of past lives. But beyond that, I can share with you what my guides have shared with me, that reincarnation is real in that, we get a chance to come back and live as many lives as we feel our soul desires to have, as long as it helps us to consistently grow in being more loving and coming to align with our true nature, which has love as its very essence. But the one question people ask me more most often is, will I see my loved ones if they've already reincarnated? And the answer to Mm -hmm. that is yes, because the part of our loved ones that has not reincarnated, is the whole structure, the pattern of energy that we know them to be. Their personality, their memories, Mm -hmm. their love for us exists in all eternity as consciousness in a pattern and that's what we can tap into imbued with the real time loving energy that we know them as even if aspects of that soul are already having another lifetime here so I hope that's helpful to you
3: That that's extremely helpful I would
2: also book a
3: reading with you in the future because I want to listen more about my spiritual guides It's like really inspired me after this dream and uh, I will talk to you more about what
2: they informed me Okay, wonderful. Well, you take care, Thank Ajay. You. It was lovely Thank having you. you on the show. Thank you. All righty. And let's move on then to Leslie. You're on the air. Hi, Susanna. It's Leslie uh, Seidel.
6: I've met you, I've done a class. you. you. Hi. Nice to connect with you. Oh, so good to connect with you. I have an interest. I would love to hear your take on this. or son, not take on this. Um, as you know, but I'll say my son is autistic and nonverbal. And I would be curious about this population, right? The people who are nonverbal and how would someone learn how to communicate with them? Uh, like I communicate with my son. That's not mm-hmm. that's obvious. But the same way that you talk to people who have passed over the veil, I think that there would be a way that you could do the same for this population in general. And I'm yeah. just
2: curious what your thoughts are about that. And, like, right? It's interesting. The second I heard your voice, I was like, ah. Oh her son, autistic son, it was just all right there. But what I'm hearing is that the coma story that I shared at the beginning of the hour is evidence that we're all souls right now and that anybody who can communicate as a medium does with souls, whether they're in a body or without a body, knows that we communicate soul to soul with each other all the time, but we've become so fixated on using our physical senses that we've lost the ability to do that more In in awareness, you do it with your partner quite frequently, anybody you share space with. This is why you can communicate with your son. So I don't see this happening immediately in our culture that we would communicate with people who are nonverbal. But it is a skill that can be learned once more and more people come to know that this is an innate skill and ability that humans have because we are energetic beings first and foremost. So it's telepathy, really.
6: Yeah. So would it be the same? Because I've taken your, you know, Connecting to Spirit 1 class, and is it the same techniques used there, just for lack of words, uh, aiming for a different level?
2: Yes, it would be. You would put it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like my friend Brenda who passed is now my guide and she's just instantly accessible to me and we just converse back and forth and and often in just bursts of knowing but I can see that especially autistic people who are nonverbal are not used to using the the speech so he's probably much more tuned in than your than other people would be aware of. I will bet you're aware of him picking up on things.
6: Yeah, I'm not I'm I uh I'm not as um, curious about talking to Luke, my son, and more mm-hmm. curious as talking to other kids or people to help facilitate those conversations oh, because beautiful. I feel easily that my son and I and my husband and my son, like <laughs> there's no doubt in what uh, is happening for Luke. Like we're, we're all yeah. connected and that's fine. Yeah. But I think as a service, I know that this is something that is hard for a lot of people and yeah. learning to do that as a service to others Oh, Leslie, You know what I keep—I've seen it
2: three times while you're talking. Is I keep seeing this image of Karen Anderson, who I've had on the show twice already, is an animal communicator. And Sanaya is (laughs) saying same thing, same thing. Not that people who are nonverbal are like animals, but that we look at animals, we don't expect them to speak, and so we automatically communicate with them through our soul. We take it as a given. Well, that's how we communicate with them. So if we could just hold in our awareness that that same ability is possible with people who are nonverbal. We do the same thing and we just tune in with our heart and don't even have to say it aloud. We look at their eyes soul to soul and say, what is it you want to share with me? Just like you would communicate with a beloved animal who can't speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it would be fascinating to see if you use the skills you learn in the mediumship class to work with some some other children and let us all know how that works out. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you.
6: So nice to connect.
2: All right. Really nice to connect. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We have, good, we have over 10 minutes to go. I've written everybody's name on a slip of paper, so somebody is going to get one of my online courses. I set an alarm so I don't forget to pull on at the end. But for now, let's move on to Amy. I so appreciate all of you folks calling in and waiting patiently online. How are you doing, Amy?
5: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
2: I'm loving this. I just love the connection with everybody in our community.
1: <laughs> I can feel it. That, sh- that talk about the lady in the coma was great. Just oh, such, such a great light of energy to share.
2: So thank you for all that you do. Great shows. Such a pleasure. What's your question today?
1: I have a question where, as a collective in this world, where we're all involved with um, being maybe forced to do things that we'd rather not do, and I mean this in due respect that some people like to be vaccinated and some don't, but it may become mm-hmm. a, a reality in our world. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how do we individually, if we choose that we don't want to be vaccinated and maybe we are forced into it, how do you deal with that um, on a spiritual level where you don't let it affect you? Is, there, is that
2: a good question to ask? It's any question, it, it, it pertains to anything that we have to do. We as humans made a choice at a soul level to come into a reality where we learn by trial and error and where we have free will. And so we have a certain rule set that comes along with being human that we have to put up with time and geography, and there are certain rules, and then humans put their own rules on top of that. And when you compare different cultures, it's just amazing how there are so many man-made rules. So it all comes down to choices, decisions, using your free will, but part of the rules is there are consequences. So as long as you tune into your heart.
1: That we as a collective in a world, we chose to be here, and everybody's making up their their rules, the spiritual and
2: the, you know, people on earth. Yeah. Well, did you hear my answer, Amy? Um, Half of it. And then you got cut off. Yeah, I guess I pretty much, pretty much that this is Ty just stuck his head in the door to say you lost audio. Well, we got it back. Thank goodness. Uh, The answer is that this is the realm of trial and error And as long as our personal choices, our use of the gift of free will is in alignment with love, then when our motives come from that place, if we're willing to bear the consequences of our collective society and each culture is different, then we can just stand firm in our decision.
1: So in rounding up that answer, Say we, anything, it could be a vaccination or anything that's, quote, against our will. So we just transcend it spiritually by accepting um, that we're protected and, and blessed in going forth with something that we'd rather not do but we have to participate in is... Is there a way that you get around that? Yeah, I'm not going to
2: put that. I'm not going to answer this. I am not answering the vaccination one in particular. But what you said does pertain to any decision we have to make. There are some times when we just have to go with the flow. But if our heart absolutely says, I can't go with that, then you have to just trust that your decision was made from the best place you could make it at the time and stand by that. But when you get your back up and and say, I'm going to stand by this no matter what, now that's a human defensiveness. So you have to listen to your body and be relaxed and be okay with what decision you make. When you get that stiffness, that unbending, then you're no longer going with the flow. So it's a constant moment by moment checking. Am I still aligned with love? Perfect. That's great. I
1: love that. Thank you so much. Okay.
2: You're welcome. I love that that can apply to just about anything. All right. I have no idea why we dropped the connection there, but I'm glad we're back. I hope we didn't lose anybody in the meantime, but let's move on to Marilyn. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. How are you doing? Hello. I'm Hi. doing well. Wonderful. Thank you
4: for taking my call. Um, I more uh, more or less have a, a little comment other than a question. Um, one time, um, my friend and I we're taking a walk, and uh, her mother had passed uh, like about five years ago, I guess. And um, we, we, um, her mom always said like she'd send a shooting star to give her a sign that she was with her. I'm actually getting goosebumps all over my body right now. Good and, sign. And, um, so we, we, yeah, we saw the shooting star, and here. Her uh, twin brother and other sister were in a town two hours away. They saw the same shooting star.
2: Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. I love it. You know, spirit just pulls out all the stops sometimes to let us know our loved ones are around. And it's so timely that you shared that particular story because just in my reading yesterday, uh, the spirit who came through showed me that it was a little baby, that the baby had— been buried, and that the mother visited the cemetery, but that the child was still around, not just there in the in the cemetery. And then the child showed me a shooting star. And in fact, the last wow. time the, the mom had visited the cemetery, she saw a shooting star. So beautiful validation. Wow. And here you are sharing another shooting star story. So for <laughs> any of you who think, ah, it was just a coincidence, just a shooting star, <laughs> it's it. That's not the way signs work. We when we're open. To the miracles that exist all the time around us we see them
4: yes and I'm so grateful that I found you um I love your post your daily post on Facebook and I love this is the first time I've uh, tuned into your radio show but I just
2: really appreciate you and I just resonate with everything you say and I'm so grateful so thank you thank you Marilyn it's a lovely feeling your beautiful energy thanks for being <laughs> on the show Okay. All right. You, Let's see. I might just be able to get to the remaining three. If not, uh, we'll do our best. But Deborah, you're on the line. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. I have
5: taken your course, and I wanted to thank you for the meditations that you put online this week. I did the journey through remembrance.
3: Yeah.
5: It was it's wonderful. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right after. I did it. I had a practice session, a one-on-one mediumship practice session. Oh, but you were all opened up. I really was, and I actually went into a trance mm. for the first time, but I couldn't feel the energy to speak. And that's my question. Is there some kind of block or... Well,
2: oh, it's... Definitely... it's, it's... The, the goal of any medium is to be that person in the middle, the medium, intermediary for those in the spirit world. So trance can be a cool thing, except it, it doesn't help the job of a medium because we have to be able to communicate that message. So what you do is you simply set the intention, I won't go that deep this time. And we all have guides who help us, especially when we're working as mediums. And you just say, hey, my guide, you got to help me out here. Let's, let's uh, somehow twitch my lip or give me some kind of reminder that I don't go so deep. And it's simply, we, we control our energy field. Just set the intention that you will maintain just the right state of awareness for serving the spirits and your client equally well. Okay. Okay. It was my understanding that you go
5: into a trance when you channel Sanaya.
2: Well, I don't call it trance. I just call it expanded or deep awareness because in true trance like Edgar Cayce, the sleeping prophet, he was unaware of what was coming through him. I maintain some awareness like a split consciousness. I had a guest on the show who um, who talked about watching her near-death experience as if apart from it. And that's what happens when I channel Sanaya. I, I'm hearing their words like somebody in the audience so that's more of a somewhat conscious channeling and that's why I don't call it trance if you were unable to speak that's trance okay okay okay
5: and again not optimal for mediumship
2: (laughs) that said trance mediumship you have a
5: youtube video and that's why I called it that
2: yeah and I've changed it since then when I really understood the difference okay oh great all right. you. Thank you. Nice talking with you. Let me see if I put your name. I didn't put your name on a slip. My alarm just went off. So it's time to do the drawing. I now have a bunch of little slips of paper in front of me and my eyes are closed. I promise you all I'm shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. And there's the one right there. Jackie, you won the prize. So please send an email through my website and we'll get you one of my online courses, the one of your choice for free. So we have just a few seconds left. I just want to thank everybody for the love that I feel from so many of you. The feedback about this work is so uplifting, but my major goal is to, like I said, provide you all tools to know that what I do, anybody can do. We are all souls. We can connect with our loved ones, with our own guides. We do it soul to soul when we just remember we're far more than our physical bodies. So lots of love to all of you. Hope you'll join me next week. And it's always an honor to talk with you.